This After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Hi, Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys here, proud sponsor of the Universal After Dark podcast. How would you like to be among some of the first guests to stay at Universal's new property, the Aventura Hotel? Aventura opens this August and is another great option to consider when staying at Universal. You can get early entry benefits, transportation to and from all the parks, and have views of any of the three parks. At the end of a long day, have a drink in style on the new rooftop bar. Book a four-night stay with me to get 20% off your stay with rates as low as $116 per night along with a $50 food and drink credit. You must book by June 15th and travel dates are August 16th through December 20th. Mention this ad to stack your savings and get $25 off your deposit. Find me at WPMagicJourneys.com or any social media at WPMagicJourneys. Welcome to Universal After Dark, a Universal podcast that's not the same as all the others. Hi and welcome to Universal After Dark. I'm Amanda. I can't, can't keep it up. I really can't. That's dead boss that is, Amanda. <laughs> I was thinking, in my head I was going, can I call a chicken? Can I call I can't, I can't keep it up. Um, hey, calm down. <laughs> So this is going to be a kind of like mini episode of Universal After Dark. If you feel you're being cheated because this isn't going to be like a full-length one, sorry, I don't really care. But this is going to be an episode of Universal After Dark because I am joined by the man who's been missing for far too long. No, not Lord Lucan, the other one. The talented (laughs) Mr. Ripley is here. And when he's available, you need to record podcasts. That's it. And I mean, you've been away for, uh, well, you've been away from the podcast for a while, but you just come back yesterday? Uh, yeah, a few days okay. ago. Okay. Um, and depending on when this goes out. <laughs> well, yeah, there is that as well, because obviously time doesn't exist on podcasts. Um, mm. And how long were you out in Orlando for? Um, just uh, a week. Just a week. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you've you've done a bit of everything. You've you've had fingers in pies while you've been out uh-huh, there. So uh-huh. a lot yeah. of kind of stuff to talk about. So there's going to be a disaster dark review as well. But obviously, on here we like to talk about uh, Universal. It'd be a bit mm-hmm. easy to talk about stuff that's not Universal, as the names in the title. Uh, but a man who couldn't be here uh, for this episode, so it's just going to be the two of us. Make mm-hmm. it just the two of us. He knows already. He got it. That's how in sync we are. I said in sync, not in sync. <laughs> um, but, I mean, 
I suppose the question is really, you know, was was this kind of a work trip more than pleasure or? Um, for visa guidelines, this was a trip for pleasure. <laughs> uh, and I would recommend anybody doing any weekenders who are being paid to be there on a podcast show, declare as such at immigration. This is why <clears throat> we are not charging for our meetup. Exactly. I've never charged once. <laughs> That's it, exactly. It's a very new thing for us. So, um, you, of course, are the king, as everyone knows, because I'm sure everyone listening has at least one copy of your books. Oh, I hope so. But the king of Halloween Horror Nights. So you've gone out to experience this year's event. Yes. And how many nights did you get to spend there? Um, three. Three nights, okay. Mm. And did you do, uh, whilst you were there, did you do any, any tours at all? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I did do RIP tours. Okay. Um, and I did go to Islands of Adventure before Halloween Horror Nights. Okay. Um, because I haven't been there for ages, literally ages. I mean, maybe five years. Right, hang on a second, because you're there every year. Mm -hmm. So, like, five years of going there but not going there. Well, true, true. And it is the greatest theme park in the world, as voted for by the people of TripAdvisor. Um, so, yeah, no, I, the problem is, the problem is, a bit like Vegas, there's just so much to do. It is true. It is true. And, I mean, the thing is, when you're, you're going there, you know, you are, you know, going there to, you know, kind of pay attention to, to certain things more than others. Yeah. So there is that element uh, yeah. as well but was it the was it Hagrid being open that kind of you know made you go I need to spend some time at Islands this year or yeah it was actually yeah it was Hagrid and that was the main reason because I'd seen the YouTube videos and thought to myself oh my god this ride looks amazing and I managed to get myself there fairly early and we had stayed at the uh, Hard Rock Hotel, so I got the, the pass to be able to get in early. And that gives you front-of-line uh, entry on all the rides apart from Hagrid. Mm. And um, it was down, and then it was on, and then it was down, and then I was on other rides. And then, anyway, cut long story short, by the time I'd done some other rides and come back, they'd shut the line off. Um, it was that popular. Jeez. And the park was dead. I think everybody in the park was either on Hagrid's or queuing for Hagrid's. The rest of the park was empty. It's uh, it's a funny time of year because, you know, obviously for us, it, it's Halloween Horror Night season. So mm. those nights are going to be pretty busy. But yeah, you know, when we went two years ago, it was, it was just me and Craig. Mm. I think yeah. the longest we waited to go on any attraction was about half an hour. Yeah, like across. I the mean, box. early September anyway is pretty dead in Orlando. Mm. Apart from weekends, I think every weekend throughout the year is just busy because it's just locals and you know people coming down just for the weekend. But Monday to Friday, or well, Monday to Thursday, 
early September. It was just absolutely dead. There was, I never got stuck in any traffic on the I-4, which is unheard of. Mm. Um, and the airport was quiet. Um, TSA was quiet. Do you know what I mean? It just was not a busy time to go. Now, actually, kind of going back a little bit, and we will come back to Hagrid's because I'm interested in this, obviously. But mm. you mentioned flights. Uh, you mentioned mm. the airport. And mm. I know that you use the same airline that I am flying out with this week. And Thompson? Any... <laughs> <laughs> The Thomas Cook, sorry. Thomas Cook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully not. Um, but we, we both use the same airline. We're not going to name them because we're not going to give them any free publicity. Um, no. They, they should be paying us uh, with good reason. Um, and mm. funnily enough, we were both affected by the same strike, even though we're going, you know, we're, we're going completely different weeks. Mm. Um, I was flying out a day before the last strikes that they had. And I think you flew out the, the day before as well. Was it day? Oh God, I got lost with the whole thing. Yeah, it was, it was, it was very yeah. strange, but yeah, we both got affected with it and you'd actually got told your flight had been canceled, even though it hadn't. Well, the irony is every year I always, always, always fly with um, the airline, the Richard Branson set up mm. um, because uh, just because I get, miles with them the service is always pretty good i've always gone with them and the last time i flew with this airline who should remain nameless um was 10 years ago and that flight that i was on that time was the service was just so bad the, the plane was needed a refurb and this, it was just a bad just a it wasn't a very good time mm. and so i said to myself joe i'm not going to fly with them anymore i'm just going to fly with richard branson yeah and um and uh, so i have been anyway Last time I went with uh, Richard Branson was last year and we had to fly home via Miami, which um, is a good two or three hours drive from Orlando. Mm. And it was a bit of a pain, to be honest with you, to, to drive all the way down there just to fly home. Uh, I didn't see any of Miami at all. Um, but so that left a bit of a bad taste in my mouth. And also I noticed that their prices had gone up quite a bit. Mm. Um, so this other airline who should remain nameless um i managed to i always set myself a budget every year so i know i pay roughly the same amount every year and this year i could for my budget get business class wow with this particular okay. line. and that's why i went with them um was because it just worked out that i could get a better cabin for the same money give them a try it's been 10 years they must have got better mm. <laughs> can't, can't, oh how i was naive <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, I've got to be honest, like the reason why um, we went with, uh, let's call them Voldemort Airlines. Um, <laughs> that, that's easy to remember. Um, mm. It's because when, well, two reasons. The first one was price. The second reason was we're going hand luggage only. And mm -hmm. their allowance on board is actually a lot more generous than most airlines. So oh. we can take, uh, not that we will, uh, but you can take up to 23 kilos uh -huh. uh, in a case. Uh, the case is bigger than what version allow, for example. So this is hand luggage. This is, this is hand 23 luggage. 23 kilos is quite a lot, isn't it? Well, 23 kilos is, is your limit in, for a full-size suitcase. So I, I was like, that's completely bizarre. Um, and as well as a, a small case that meets their guidelines... Uh, you can also take a backpack and a small 
personal bag as well. Gosh. So, you know, because we're only going for the weekends, um, and, and I mean, I don't think I'm going to need all of the room, but it, it does mean that I won't have to worry about what I can merch-wise, what I can bring back. Well, so, on my return journey, I had a carry-on, duty-free, and I had a lightsaber blade. Yes. <laughs> they allowed all of that on. So, yeah, in-hand luggage. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty good like that. So that that was, and the, the big blade fits in the bin, by the way. In what in the overhead bin? Sorry, the overhead bin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like thinking, what are you throwing it away for? Yeah, um, sorry, I'm just on American uh, vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, but yeah, so that that's that was the reasons why we went with them. But also, when we were looking at uh, Richard Branson's uh, setup airline, the <laughs> They wanted to come back, so mm. we've just gone for the uh, an extended weekend, Thursday through Monday, and um, the the return that mm-hmm. day was over a thousand pounds in in economy. Yeah, now I didn't pay much more than that and got business class with Voldemort. This is what I mean, like it's it's, yeah. it's madness. So um, I can't. Remember, I think we paid in the end about. 400 maybe but mm-hmm. the only way we could get back that day was uh similar to what you did last time which is via miami but we're flying mm. so we, mm. we, we've got a you know 45 minute flight or something stupid oh, okay. orlando yeah. to miami um and then we've got about two hour stopover before we go on to Heathrow. so i mean i'd probably do that now because that drive there is nothing Apart from Derek Bergen's hometown, there is nothing on that road between Orlando and Miami. Honest to God, there's nothing. Yeah, that's... it's just it's just it's just shrubland and swamp for miles. Yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, if if, um, if we'd have had to have like driven or something or got a transfer, we probably would have had to look at another option. Um, mm. But yeah, so we, so we don't mind that because it means that we've got a bit of time to hang out in the airport, get something to eat in between times. And, it, you know, because we're hand luggage as well, it does mean that we haven't got that worry of uh, your luggage being transferred or, you know, because sometimes they'll transfer it for you and other times you'll have to go and claim it and then take it over again with you. So, um, yeah. You it, could it, reenact the scenes from Casino Royale in Miami Airport. Could you now? What the one where I get P dubs <laughs> to sit naked on a chair and I whack uh, you? You definitely do that on your own time, okay. possibly in a hotel room. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably not wise for a public place. I get you now. Although getting up at three a.m. to run the Disneyland Paris half marathon is probably tantamount to torture <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget how cold it was last year at like five in the morning having <laughs> to wait there in a t-shirt. It was ridiculous. Um, but anyway, um, so I'm, I'm really glad to hear that my BA flight is going to be shit. So I'm, that, that's really good news. Um, <laughs> do you want to hear the ins and outs though? Or do you want to save it for something else? Um, I mean, uh, well, yeah, we'll have some ins and outs. Why not? Okay. All right. So I book it. This was months ago, as we all do in England, um, yes. which sounds a very foreign concept to most people, I'm sure. But so I booked it months ago, set in stone. There we go, done. 
And then about a week exactly before I fly, I get an automated email saying your flight has been canceled due to a strike. It turns out that was an IT issue. It wasn't anything to do with the strike. So my flights get changed to something else. Um, and then uh, I then, um, I'm fine with that. That's just about works okay. And then they ring up and say, sorry, that was an IT glitch. Your flights have now been put back to how they should be originally. So I'm like, well, I'm glad I haven't undone all the planning that I've you know, put into this because I've been planning it for six months. Um, so it goes back to how it was. Um, and then I get another email saying, um, actually, there is going to be a strike on the way home. Do you want to change your flights? This is the only option. The option means that the holiday would then be, instead of it being just over a week, it would be um, just under a week. And then you think to yourself, well, what's the point of going all that bloody way? You can't do tell, it. Tell me about it. Who <laughs> Orlando for less than a week? Only an idiot. <laughs> a bunch of you. <laughs> um, well, especially me. I always try and do hell of a lot. But um, anyway, so uh, so, the, so so it gets changed. So it means that the day that I'm meant to be at the media event now for Universal, who've asked me kindly to come this year because every year I can't. I'm always doing something. This year, I'm like, yeah, I'm coming. No problem. I've arranged with Logan. We're going to meet up with Tim. You know, it's all going to be, you know, great. So anyway, that day, get to the airport, and the plane is delayed. <laughs> There's a technical problem. So flying business class, you get to use their lounge, which is mm-hmm. just a horrible experience. Um, oh, hang on a Virgin- second. So, yeah. so, so what, what what is the lounge because i mean you know a lounge sounds quite nice so what was wrong with the lounge well the, the virgin lounge for example um is uh is wait yeah it's weighted service you want anything you put your hand up whatever they come over the food drink whatever you want no problem they cook it whatever lovely people nice service and it doesn't get overcrowded because let's be honest virgin is not as big as most airlines mm. i like that BA, uh, sorry, Baltimore Airlines, they fly all over the frigging world. So they've got people going everywhere. Their lounge isn't big enough. There's too many people. There's not enough seats. It's help yourself. So it's just like feeding time at London Zoo. Um, The food isn't very good. It's just what we put out is what there is. Take it or leave it. Um, The alcohol was help yourself, which is like the only redeeming feature of the whole damn thing. And then this plane gets delayed because it's got a technical problem. Nobody in the terminal seems to know what's going on. The app's telling me we'll be boarding in three hours. The TV screen's telling me five hours. The woman at the desk, she don't know. She goes and gets a guy. He comes back. He's been speaking to someone, and he tells me even less than what the woman told me. Um, so it was just a horrible, miserable experience. And then, and then they say, oh, we're giving uh, free food vouchers out in the, in the uh, terminal as we're leaving i'm thinking well your food in your lounge is terrible i would have loved to have gone and got a pret or you know whatever there is that's out in the terminal rather than this rubbish um so in the end it was delayed uh five and three quarters of an hour from leaving so what what are you able to get for that is it for three hours before you're allowed to claim i think i think if it's over five you can claim back nearly the full amount i think Oh, okay. 
I'm not 100% sure, but I have stuck a claim in. Yeah. And because I, I was really furious with them because being five, nearly six hours late, um, and then you're dodging hurricanes in the Gulf, mm. um, meant that I was incredibly late to the media event and it, it wasn't even worth me going. I mean, yeah. by the time we touched down, um, I think it was probably like nine, 10 o'clock. There's no way I would be getting into that thing, you know? <sighs> so I missed it, missed the whole thing. So luckily, Scott, um, as I said before, works um, does HHN unofficial with us. Is um, he went in my place at lastminute.com. But um, and then the flight itself, um, the BA planes haven't changed. Um, I still think they're not. I, I don't know. They just look a bit tatty to me. Anyway, the staff on the original plane on the original time we're all there raring to go weren't allowed on the plane because they're fixing it so they've got a standby rule which means that if they're standing around for nearly six hours they then can't work for another eight hours on top of the six they've already been standing around because that would be 14 hours yeah so they all have to go home um so this is what caused the extra delay so they all leave um, and then they bring in a new crew who are like a standby team, but they're based in Heathrow um, and we were flying from Gatwick and the Heathrow crew have to get to Gatwick on a coach, which they have to organise. That then gets stuck in traffic on the M25. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we go through all this palaver, finally get on the plane. The, the staff are pissed off as heck i'm sure they just get paid to sort of like you know they're like the last call emergency if there's a problem so i should imagine most days they don't fly anywhere but these people were so fed up and it just showed yeah the service was just not so i think i think they did one drinks round the whole flight jesus in that you know, nearly nine time. hours yeah nearly <sighs> nine hours and i've got one bottle of water that was on my seat and one rum and coke i think it was i had halfway through well, look, I don't. Food was I don't, terrible. I don't want to turn this into airplane or airlines after dark or something. But I did see somebody complain today that they booked a flight of Norwegian, and because that was another one that I looked at actually. Yeah, I thought you were going to fly with them. I, I was happy to. P Dubs were worried that they were going to go under, and I mean, <laughs> honestly, that, that doesn't bother me because. Uh. Like, as long as you are using a proper airline, they will have, mm. like, Atoll and Abtol, like, protection. So... Oh, yeah, yeah. Worst yeah. case scenario, you get your money back, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, so uh, we, we we looked at that, but he, he was, like, a bit worried. But somebody just went with them, I think, to Orlando, and when mm. they got to... Uh, I think they left from Gatwick, and... Um, they were put onto a, another airline, which which mm-hmm. happens. Like when I fly back from Baltimore Airlines, we're not flying. I think we're flying United, possibly. Oh, okay. Some yeah. of it, you know, but it's it's done like under you know direction of like Baltimore, however they work it out. So I know sometimes yeah, they, yeah. they do this, but Norwegian is like a small yeah. airline anyway, so you wouldn't think that they would. But yeah, they put them on this this other plane where um, they uh, had two TV channels and one of them was a news channel. Um, oh, the entire flight. No, no, like, on-demand movies, nothing. And oh, uh, they run out of food. 
I, I mean, it, I just thought, no matter well, how much you say, <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I mean. But the thing is, like, I know, like, you know, you, saving money is like, obviously a good thing, but you should at least get some kind of standard service. And, I, you know, I would be pissed if I was on a plane for nine hours and had nothing to entertain myself with. So, Do you know that happened to me once? Um, this was last year. We were flying back from uh, Hawaii to LA and we were on United. Mm. And, and like EasyJet, they don't have any televisions. It's, it's about a five-hour flight. And the cabin, I said to the cabin crew, I said, oh, my, my telly's not working. Oh, we, we, they, we switched those off. We don't, we don't use them on, uh, oh, you know, on this flight. I just had this image in my head of you staring at the back of a chair. That there was yeah, the plastic there. bit, because you're, yeah, it. Because, you're, because you're expecting a TV to be there, weren't they? This, yeah, exactly. This TV's very strange. <laughs> so she says, she says, oh, I am sorry, she said. Um, I should have told you this before we, we took off. You, you meant to download stuff and watch it. I said, well, haven't you got Wi-Fi? She said, oh, no, 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 not in here. So I, so I looked at my wife and I thought, well, five hours, we could probably do it. And I thought, hang on a minute, the man in front's got a DVD player. He's putting something on. And he put on that bloody poxy, stupid girl with a dragon tattoo. Oh, the, um, uh, the Daniel Craig version. The Daniel Craig one gets his ass kicked one. And I just thought, oh, my God. It's got worse this flight now. Now I've got to watch this over this man's shoulder. <laughs> With no sound. With no sound. Oh, oh dear. Hell. Anyway, anyway. So yeah. uh, two more things I will say about Fordhamore Airlines. Mm-hmm. First of all, business bloody class. No matter what you pay, if you're flying business, you expect a business service. Didn't get a very good service. But that's by the by. Second thing that was promised were these lovely, on, on their website, these lovely swish fold down flat beds where you can like rest and sleep and there's pillows and all this nonsense. You get shouted at for having your pillow on your seat on takeoff. It gets grabbed off you and thrown into the overhead bin as quick as look at you. And then the over the, the, the bed is, is, is just ridiculous. It is literally ridiculous. The seat slides down flat. That's fine. And then for your, the, the end bit of the bed where your legs will go, your, your, your feet, it's basically like a toilet seat that sits in front of you. And you and people listening to this know what I'm talking about. You just move this little switch down and the thing just falls down like a toilet seat. And your, your seat sort of pushes up against it to make a flat surface. Mm. Okay, now that's fine. You, 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 I know what you're thinking. Oh, my God, you know, first world problems, all this sort of stuff, when everyone else is cramped in economy. Well, first class but problems. The, the, yeah, but, but, the, but do you know what the worst of it is? Is the fact that if you are in the middle of the row, you know, the, the, so you've got the two on the side, you get four in the middle and then two on the other side. So if you're the, the two of the four in the middle or you're sitting on a window seat, you have to literally and physically climb over the person next to you to go to the aisle to go to the toilet. Oh, my God. It just sounds so, like hell. You are surrounded by people you don't know because it's probably going to be mostly business people. So you you literally, or worse than that, like me, I'm in the aisle seat. I have got, and I, Stephen Mulhern was on my flight. He was sitting next to me and his mother was right next to me. And her and her geriatric hip was not climbing over me every two minutes. So I had to keep, you know, 
she stands up. Oh, I need to look. Oh, okay, hang on a minute. Boom. Hang on a minute. I need that. Hang on a minute. Hang on a second. Right. Okay. Go on. Go. Go. And that was like the whole bloody flight. Uh, f- uh, unknown fact: uh, Stephen Mulhern actually follows me on Twitter. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. I I'll tell you once. now, the Mulherns are a very nice bunch of people. I, I, I've only met him, um, and I met him at uh, it was an Idol home show. But he was—I didn't know mm. he was there. He must have been doing there, hosting some of the live bits that they do during the thing. And uh, mm. I just saw him as he was going off backstage, and there was like, literally no one around. No one had seen him, and I just said, oh, "I'm really sorry to disturb you. Would you mind just taking a a quick picture?" And he was completely lovely about it. He could have just told me to bugger off, as a lot of celebrities do. And he was like, no, no, not a problem yeah. at all. And I just thought, like, just, just how he was being. He didn't need to give me any time at all. But he was, yeah, very polite. And I've, yeah, I've got a lot of time for him. Plus, I think his actual mm. shows are pretty funny. So, yeah. That's yeah. good to hear. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, but not the, uh, the first class bed. That's, uh, that's pretty special. Right. Enough about flights. Let's go back to the other flight, and that's the flight yep. on, on Hagrid's bike. So, so, I never got on it. Oh no! So, so both you and Craig have now failed at this because because Craig didn't get yeah. to the reader. He had the same problem. I'm not a hardcore liner upper. So you're telling me you're telling me that you're not you're not fully British then, because we do. I, I'm not. No. Oh, I, no. I, uh, that's true. Well, I, I <laughs> that explains it. I can think of a very good aside. Um, watching all these David Cameron interviews, he asked uh, Obama to tell uh, the press that Britain would be at the back of the queue for trade deals when he was in when he was in office. Yes, it was only after he'd said it that he realised he didn't know what he was saying because Americans don't use the word queue. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not getting at Obama. That's getting at Cameron for just telling him what to say. <laughs> Doesn't sound like him. Um, mm. So yeah, oh, yeah, because Craig Craig had, had a, a, a similar experience of Hagrid's, and mm. are they still doing that thing where they're only opening it up after a certain time mm-hmm. in the day as well? Oh, yes. so it's like lunchtime oh, or something. Yes. I think yeah. it's, I think it's been down for the last two days as well. Well, it, it, they'd had, obviously, Hurricane... Was it Dorian? Yes. One went through recently. So mm. that had just gone through, and it had taken all the humidity with it. So there was like a couple of days where there was like no humidity. It was absolutely gorgeous. And then it just came back with a vengeance. And mm. it was that day I was in Islands of Adventure. And the queue... I could get in the queue. It was closed. They just wouldn't allow it. It was just so long, the queue. It was just ridiculous. You, you, you get into Islands of Adventure, and you've got the board. It's got all the rides. Five minutes, ten minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, and then Hagrid's it's like six hundred and forty-five minutes. God. <laughs> it's just hilarious. But anyway, I couldn't get on it. Um, I'll be honest with you. I did go to MGM Studios and I queued up for forty-five minutes for Toy Story Midway Mania, and that nearly killed me waiting forty-five minutes. So. <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk about that in a in a little bit on another show as well. Um, all right, so disappointment about Hagrid's, that's kind yeah. of set a level of expectation for me now because that's my main thing to do um, other than Halloween Horror Nights. 
um, this I, week. I think you, but, you've, yeah, you've got to uh, go with a game plan, I think. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's going to happen for me, which is, uh, it mm. is what it is. But, um, so this was your first time in, in Ireland for a long time. So, yeah, had there been, so I'm trying to think what might have changed. Uh, well, Spider-Man, I guess. Might so, have the first thing I'd done, I'd never done it before, and that was purely because of the number of times I've been to Islands of Adventure, but it was the amount of times I've been there and the queue has been so long, and that was I went on Hulk for the very first time. Interesting, because I mm. the last time I went was the first time I'd, I'd been on the Hulk myself. Mm. So, um, so, so what did you think? I mean, I mean, yeah, it's nice. I mean, it, it does fit the character of the Hulk. I don't know how it would ever have fitted that Silver Surfer, but with the Hulk, mm. with the rage and the, the the growth and all that sort of stuff, I think it fits that narrative. And it, it feels a little bit sort of truncated at the beginning, like it needs to be spaced out a little bit more. And the reason I say that is the Incredicoaster at Disneyland in California is is almost a bit like the Hulk, but it's sort of more spread out. So it's kind of more kind of you're sort of turning into it majestically, whereas the Hulk is very aggressive, sharp turns, quick bends, and, and that suits the Hulk. But I wouldn't say that's my favourite roller coaster based on that. The Hulk, and again, like, you know, it was the first time I'd, I'd been on it and, you know, for years uh, people have told me it's, the you know, like the best uh, theme park coast and everything like that. And what I felt with the Hulk compared to like a, a rock and roller coaster or something like that is, mm. as you say, it, it starts off with a bang. Like you get that really fast launch, quite a steep launch, straight into your first, um, you know, inversion. But it kind of gets about halfway through the ride and it's done. Like the mm. second half of that ride, there's not really anything else. Like you've done the big inversions, you've done the corkscrew or the cobra roll, whatever it's called. You've done all the big yeah. things quite quickly and then you're left with just going around some track without well, I, happening. Yeah, because it's really two halves. The first half is, is pretty good. The second half is a bit boring, isn't it? To be honest with you. Mm. Get some good views um, of the park, I, but oh yeah, definitely. And I wish that it would go out further into that lagoon because mm. if you look at the the blueprints for that raptor close to their building right now, that goes right out into that lagoon. Okay, um, so that should be pretty special, I should imagine. Yeah, I just like for me, I just you know I, I get why people like it, but I just felt like you kind of nailed it. It could have been spread out more. Um, yeah. You know, rock and roller coaster. It you know manages to go have a thrilling bit, then you know a little bit of you know just going around a bit fast, then another thrilling bit, then a bit more fast. Hulk, mm. it was like thrill, 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 and then just going around a track at a bit of speed. No major incidents after that. So yeah, I think it was good, but I didn't think it was as good as people made it out to be. Yeah, yeah, I think it might. Suffer with being a little bit overrated, that one. Mm. But it's interesting it was um, your first time on that. So. Yeah, just just out of, you know, I mean, I mean, the other times I haven't done it like years ago was because I had a back injury, so I just couldn't couldn't do the big roller coasters. But, you know, mm. touch wood, that's been gone for a few years now. So, um, And then I did Spider-Man, um, did the um, Jurassic Park water adventure, river adventure. Uh, Popeyes is shut at the moment for refurb. I uh, didn't fancy Dudley Do-Rights because it's just get too wet on that. 
Uh, and I did Kong for the first time, actually. Um, right. So just a question I'm going to ask you before we go on to the mm. video. I've never yeah. done um, Storm's Accelerator or whatever it's called. Oh, I have no idea. I haven't done it. I've done Doctor Doom, but I haven't done that one. That's one of about two attractions I've not done in islands. So yeah, I just was going to yeah. ask if you've done that. but um, No. I don't know anyone that talks from me about it either. So <laughs> I just thought no, Yeah, I think they can't really touch that island now, can they? Because as soon as they start tinkering with it, Disney's like, we want it back. Yeah, exactly. I think <laughs> I think it's a little bit stuck. I think they're stuck mm. as well on that. So, um, okay, so Spider-Man, I imagine you probably haven't been on it since it's been upgraded, like the, the film has been uh, restored. Do you know, I don't think I have, but I think probably because I've watched so many YouTube videos of it, um, I was sort of pleasantly surprised by it, mm. or wasn't as surprised as I should be. I was still pleasantly surprised because it's a very, very good ride, that Spider-Man. I mean, there is nothing quite like it. Oh, um, it's 20 you know. years old this year? Oh, yeah. Uh, and, just crazy good yeah. ride to this day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, Ratatouille tries and fouls at replicating it. Uh, so does Transformers, really. I mean, it's just not... I really you know. could not tell you what the difference is between Transformers and Spider-Man is, except I know Transformers, you do go in a, in a lift. Yeah. One section. Yeah. But that, that is yeah. it. Otherwise, the ride feels exactly the same, seems to hit the same mm. spots. Mm. But, um, yeah, and I think it's weird with that being the case because surely they built Transformers because Hollywood didn't have Spider-Man. Quite so possible, yeah. Why did Orlando then have Transformers? Because you've got Spider-Man next door. Yeah. Odd. Yeah. It was a cheap ad, I think. Mm. Okay, so um, that's I'm really pleased you like that, but Kong was your first time. Now, had you done the Kong 360 in Hollywood? Mm, I had done. And that's why I had very low expectations about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I went into it thinking, oh, well, there's no queue. There was literally no queue. Let's go and give it a whirl. We're here now. Um, we were basically killing time before Halloween Horror Night started anyway. Mm. Um, so, um, yeah, so I did Kong. I actually was pleasantly surprised, actually, um, for that. Um, much more than I thought. It was, I thought it was better than um, I was. I anticipated it to be because they got animatronics in there that sort of bookend the whole thing. The film, as well, I think the film must be upgraded version of the Hollywood one because I think the Hollywood one, you're further away from the screens because the track itself is a little bit more fluid, um, right. and you get a bit of daylight. I think on the Hollywood one as well, whereas this one, obviously, you're, you're encapsulated. So, I, I, generally speaking, I think it's a much better attraction, but then it is a standalone attraction. Yeah, I think um, I think the 3D works really well in it. Um, mm. I think the, the depth that you get in that ride is is quite you know especially not the the forest or the, or the jungles. Oh yeah, is, mm. you know it does look like you you know you can see for quite a distance when really uh, it's, it's obviously not very deep at all. Um, and I think the I think the animatronic in the queue actually is pretty good. Mm. The the kind of witch doctor or whatever. Um, yeah, creepy. Did you have the, uh, the scare actor? in the queue as well no i i think because it was so quiet they didn't have 
Yeah, I think it's I think it's seasonal. Um, mm. We got it, but I know a lot of people that have never seen it. So, yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, I I I think it's um, it's better than I expected. Um, it was going to be because you know we knew it was just going to be that Hollywood attraction extended a little bit. But I think what they've added to it works. And yeah, I even quite like the um, the animatronic driver. Yeah, wow. <laughs> that's quite funny. Um, okay, um, and you said you went on Jurassic Park. They refurbed it recently. Um, did you notice anything different about it? Or no? I mean, again, I haven't been on it for so long, so I couldn't really remember what it was like before. But it all looked a little bit fresher than the last time I went on it. Everything was a little bit cleaner. I didn't really notice anything much more than that. Mm. I mean, most of Jurassic Island, Jurassic Park Island, is is. is technically shut because they're building that raptor ride mm. um so it's a bit drastic park island is basically a corridor really yeah um, yeah i've seen some video of it recently and it yeah it doesn't seem too much much else there i mean even the the raptor encounter has been moved hasn't it because of the work it has been moved yeah yeah um, yeah, I also went into the um, Discovery Centre and to that store that's on the left as you walk in. Mm. And years ago, I remember there being lots of like really cool stuff in there you could buy, but most of it's been moved out. It's just usual, you know, theme parky stuff, uh, you know, plush and action figures and stuff. Yeah, that's a shame. I, I like. Well, not even really good action figures actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't sell. I don't sell any anymore. Um, was was there anything else that you did in Islands that stuck out? No, that that was it really. Um, didn't do anything else. Okay, and I mean, obviously, you know, your main reason for going to Universal at this time of year mm. is, of course, Halloween Horror Nights. So, you know, I know you don't want to go into too much of spoiler territory right now because the the event's quite, you know, still quite new, um, and you know that I'm going to it. Um, this week myself so I'm going to experience it but you know headlines I suppose you know there's I've seen this year especially a lot of uh, you know this is the best year ever you know this last year I'm ever going to be going because it's it's (laughs) down um, which to be fair I've seen for the last few years as well so it's not that surprising but you know how did this year rank um, you know, in comparison to the last few events? Um, I, I th- well, housewife, the whole event is hard to criticise, really. And if you do, there's only minor things you can criticise, really. There's everything that's there is good to excellent. Um, I, I did. I posted this a while, a few days ago now. Um, last year in Hollywood, their best house was the Universal Monsters house, and this year Orlando has it. Now the Orlando one is absolutely nothing like Hollywood one. So their house last year, Universal Monsters in Hollywood, was the best one by far. This year in Orlando, Universal Monsters is the best one of ten. And it's still better than the one that was at Hollywood last year. <laughs> so if, if you used to say to me, Hollywood, I could give you lots of criticisms about that. But with the Orlando event, I just think we're being really spoiled. I mean, they're just, 
the team they've got there now just really gets it and they just knock it out of the park. I mean, it is really difficult to, to criticise. I mean, I could say things like depths of fear, the monsters aren't particularly well designed, they're a bit clunky and I might be able to say that some of the puppets are used not to their full effect. But that's really minor. I mean, really minor. And that's I, and being I, ultra critical. Really. Oh, yeah, ultra, ultra. I mean, if I go back quite a few years now, I could give you a list of stuff that was wrong with some of them. But this year, it is a very good, solid, brilliant year. That's, that's all I can say, really. And I know you kind of, and I, I did see your post the other day about that. It did make me smile. Um, mm. But if you had to, if you if you was able to go back for one house and one scare zone from the event this year, well, what would mm-hmm. be your two? Well, I um, just absolutely adored that Ghostbusters house. Um, I mean, I'm not a huge Ghostbusters fan. I think the second one was the first film I ever saw in a cinema. It was either that or um, Temple of Doom, one of the two. Um, and um, it, it's just, it, 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 we've had Horror Nights. You need, a, you need fun. Ghostbusters is fun. You need some good scares. There's some really good scares in that house. Um, and you need detail and, and, and depth, and you get that in, in spades. I mean, every single house this year, the sets are beautiful. I don't think there's ever been a year where every single house has got beautiful sets. I really don't think there has been a year, because some years past, some of them have been built a few days before the event, and it looks like they've just knocked it together, you know? Yeah. But this year, you could you could literally send a television crew in each of those houses and shoot a film. No problem. I mean, what I mean ha- you do feel like you're in the Ghostbusters film. Well, that's the thing. Like, as we were saying before we started recording, you know, with the event this year, it's probably been the... I've seen the most amount of spoilers than I, I ever have for Halloween Horror Nights. Mm. Um, people, especially like that opening weekend, um, just, just seemed to film so much video, and mm. it wasn't even a case of you know going on YouTube and, and looking stuff up. This was scrolling through Twitter, and videos yeah. would just start automatically playing, and yeah. I couldn't believe how much I'd seen. Now, at the same time, seeing some video. And actually seeing it in in real life are different things, right? So um, I'm not going to let it spoil it too much. I've not seen that much. I've just seen a few bits and pieces from the Ghostbuster house and a few of the others. But if anything, it's got me more excited for what I'm going to see. Um, Oh, yeah. And yeah, I mean, to be honest, I mean, I'm really excited to see Ghostbusters, but I was always more a fan of the real Ghostbusters rather than the films. as a grown-up, I could obviously appreciate those films so much more than I did then. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if they'd turned around and said they're making a real Ghostbusters house based on the cartoon, I'd have been more than happy with that. Um, okay, <laughs> so, I, so I, Ghostbusters I, would be your one. Yeah, I mean, it's been a very long time, I think, that I've walked through a house smiling genuinely all the way through. Mm. So I was just so happy that every single beat they just they just got it everything 
I mean, it, it, it's, it, it starts off, well, I won't say too much detail, it starts off in the library as the film does. Yeah. And it, it looks exactly like that basement in the library in the bloody film. Oh, and then you before long you're in the the their their firehouse you know and it, I mean it, and all the actors I mean God the actors this year it's so spot on the Sigourney Weavers well I mean it, not just the Sigourney Weavers the kids from Stranger Things it looks like the damn actors from the TV show I mean you gotta wonder I mean obviously we uh, have been talking about Ghostbusters for quite a while or, or dropping hints about Ghostbusters for quite a while. But for the level of detail that they've put into this house, you know, how long have they been working on it? Because it clearly well, that, yeah. a rush job, was it, you know? No. No, it does make me wonder, actually, because um, one of the houses this year, the um, Graveyard Games house, which, again, is a fantastic house, um, we know from intelligence that we'd gathered that it sprung from an idea of when some of the creative team went to London and had a visit to Highgate Cemetery. Mm. Um, so when you walk in there, if you've ever been to Highgate Cemetery, it bloody feels like Highgate Cemetery in London. <laughs> I mean, it's not meant to be, but it feels like it. It looks like yeah. it. Um, and that was about two or three years ago they went there. So in theory, that original content house has been brewing for about three years possibly. Yeah. So, you know, it does show you how long. I mean, some of those, I mean, like the Exorcist house, was it 10 years it took to negotiate that apparently? I don't know. So, um, was it no poltergeist? Sorry, but you know, still, that's a hell of a long time. Yes. Um, and if you had to pick a scare zone, what would you go for? Um, I'm not a huge scare zone sort of fan, really. Uh, I think the problem with scare zones is the amount of people that come to the event now. It does really um, put on them because uh, you, you've got to move people around, but you've also got to try and scare them and entertain them as well. But I think I didn't think I would. This is a very surprise to me. The actual best one, I think, possibly, is the um, Rob Zombie scare zone. Um, okay. it's, it's, just, it's just fun. It's weird. Um, there's some very good-looking ladies and men as well. Um, and there's, there's plenty of photo opportunities. They've got that... Um, car there that you can have your photo taken in uh, no extra fee um i just i just thought it was really bizarre and, and very unlike anything they've done before and i think that's just you know i think that's great cool okay and like you know you you said about how you know with the not just this year's event but previous events you know how it how much of a, a good team they've got together working on this, pulling it all together, making mm. it come to life. Um, and, you know, the last few years, you know, they've obviously done a great job with Ghostbusters, they did a good job with Stranger Things, they did a good job with uh, The Shining. The originals have all been good. But mm. we obviously now know that the, you know, that there is a departure in that team, which is, you know, going to have a, an effect of, of, of some kind you know mm. what what are your kind of um thoughts towards and i know we, we shouldn't be talking about it but while 29 is still going on but 30 is obviously a big year and it's going to be a lot mm. of focus on 30 um but with that important what many people deem to be an important piece of that puzzle um going off to do something else for universal you know mm. do you think we're gonna see um 
you know, some trouble next year? Or do you think no. that that team collectively is still good? No, I think you're going to get... Um, you, maybe your question works for 31, but I would imagine for 30, they probably already know what houses they're doing. The wheels are in motion. Oh, yeah, yeah, big time. If it's IPs, they probably have nailed all those down by now uh, because it is a big year. So probably started earlier than usual. Um, and the uh, the original content will probably have icons in it. So they've probably got a little bit more breathing space to work out what they're going to do with that. Um, and some of the people that are there have been there longer than Mike anyway. So you, you've got that continuity of the old school of people were still there while they got new ones coming in as well. So that's always good. Mm. But I don't, I mean, it's the same company. I know he's going to work for a whole different department that technically is based out in Hollywood, but I don't think he'll be moving out there. Um, I still think he'll have a hand on it or have a, a little bit of input. I can't see them completely or him wanting to be completely, you know, d- detached from Halloween Horror Nights because really that's where he met his wife, apparently. That's, you know, he's been going to it since he was a kid. So, I, you know what I mean? I don't think there's going to be like a massive handoff, if you know what I mean. Yes. Yeah. I get that. Not, I think when you hear people talk about Universal compared to people that have done work for Disney, it does seem like there is a lot more kind of, oh, I, I know this isn't what you do, but, you know, I can help out on that if you need me to kind of mentality yeah. whilst I think with yeah. Disney if you're doing a particular project you are doing that project and that's it oh yeah definitely you're doing definitely. anything else it's like, it's finished yeah it's like comparing the NHS to Booper or something it's just yeah um, the other thing I will say about having Rise this year which has really surprised me and it was just so so brilliant and you must 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 if you haven't seen it go and see it um, and definitely for you plan to see it and to get a good seat that is is the um, marathon of mayhem oh yeah um, just a glorious glorious i mean possibly the best ever show they've ever done really wow. and truly it's just i mean it's it's like somebody's taken the bellagio fountains from vegas and made it better because essentially it is better because they've got projections They've got uh, lasers and fireworks and, and the musical is all intertwined and they take each of the houses and do a little musical montage for all of them. Like the Ghostbusters, um, you've got all these projections across the way of the buildings with all of the, um, you know, the gun flares going across and uh, with the clowns, you had like all the candy floss. And stuff. I won't ruin it for you, but it's just utterly, utterly glorious. Mm. So, I mean, if you don't see it, once then see it twice or three times because i wish oh, i had done we are we've already talked about um you know when we might go and see it and possibly mm. how many times and that was before your glowing review because we were all just really excited to to see it and yeah i'm honest i'm not a huge fan of academy of villains in a longer format show. Like I liked the in the street, 10 minute street performance kind of mentality of it. The fact now it's that got that villain's head, you know, you have to queue up to get in. Then you're going to be sat down waiting. Then you're going to see a 20 odd minute show. Then you've got to get out again. You know, that's, that's an hour really out of your night. Um, Yeah. And I, I I mean, it, it, 
you could say it's better this year because they've got sort of like um, circus acts, sort of freaks and things as well. But that's something that Halloween Horror Nights has done many times in the past, and they've done it better in the past. So I wouldn't. I mean, if you're only going one night, I wouldn't. Re- I wouldn't recommend seeing it. I'd, I'd definitely see the Marathon of Mayhem instead. Well, that's the thing. We've got three, possibly four. You know, well, three and a half nights, not four nights. Uh, but either three or three and a half nights. And if I like the show as much as I expect that I will, then I'll probably see that two or three times. Which yeah, means I think I'd probably do that. I might not have enough time to go and see that. You know, that's a sacrifice I'm going to make, that I'm mm. not going to go and see that show instead of watching a repeat of a show that I really enjoy. And that's a sacrifice I'm going yeah. to make. In the same way yeah. that, you know, the last time we went, I think we did all the houses twice and some houses mm-hmm. three times. And this year, I mean, it, it will obviously depend when you do the houses the first time how much you like them. But I imagine that I'd probably go through Ghostbusters, you know, for a fourth time if that meant I had to miss out on seeing another house for a second time. Mm. Oh, know, yeah. That's, that's how I feel. I don't know. I don't know. I might feel differently, but I think there's going to be some houses that I'm going to enjoy a lot more. Like I've, I would have easily done, um, oh God, Dead Water. I think we only did that twice. I would have happily done that three or four times instead of doing Saw for a second mm. time. Um, yeah, see, this year there isn't really any clangers. You know what I mean? They're, they're all good or excellent. And yeah. That's the difficult thing if you're trying to prioritise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, um, I think some people are saying Stranger Things is the worst one this year, but even that's brilliant. I mean, the end of it goes into season three. I won't ruin it for you, but it's bloody fantastic. Mm. <laughs> but it's at the bottom of a lot of people's lists, but I, it can only be because it's a repetition house. Not that the house is repeated in any way. It's just the same, you know, TV program. I, th- I think the thing is as well, because on the lead up to this, we were being told, oh, it's uh, season two, season three. Mm. And although they've linked quite heavy on the season three elements, like the Starcourt Mall, um, you know, eateries and stuff like that, mm. it mm. does feel like actually really this is a season two house that's advertising it'll be back next year uh, for, for season three. And could be season two could be. wasn't a particularly, I don't, I don't think was a particularly good season. Season three was superb, but season two yeah, definitely. wasn't as good as the first or third. Um, no, no, definitely but, not. That's right. I definitely agree with that. Possibly that's why it's it's down there. But to be honest, even on from people that have it quite low down, they've not said it's actually awful. Um, mm. It's it's that, and the, the other one I see quite a lot low down is um, Nightingales. Well, it's but a scary on, house, um, the Nightingales. Well, that's it, and on some people's lists, that's like top three. So it does seem to be quite decisive. And the thing is, like, for me, I, I'm not a huge... I'm, I'm a fan more of houses that give me... I, I, don't, I won't know until I go into it, obviously, right? But from reading the description and, and reading what people have said, I don't think I'm going to like Nightingales that much because it's not really the kind of house that I enjoy. Yeah. Um, and, and that, to be honest, that for me is great. Because if that is the yeah. case, then it's easy for me to give to sacrifice a third uh, trip through that house to go and do yeah. what I want to do again. Yeah, 
So, um, yeah, but but it's a, but it's a good event. That's that's the the kind of takeaway I think from this is that it's oh yeah, a, nobody a, will be disappointed with this year whatsoever. It's I, um, good all round. And is that you done? You're, you're not going to make another surprise trip before um, no, November? No. I'm a family man now. I've got responsibilities, unfortunately. Otherwise, I probably would have done. <laughs> I take it you, you left um, your wife and... Uh, I did, yeah, yeah. I did, yeah. I did. Very difficult. Very difficult doing that. Um, doesn't feel like a holiday, really, when you um, leave them all behind. But um, It's... Um, it is odd. Um, I mean, Craig was talking to me on the lead up to it. Well, when it was just the two of us saying like, Oh, I'm really not looking forward to it because, you know, I'm going to leave the girls at home and, you know, <laughs> like, you know, I'm going to be a bit miserable about it. And I was thinking, come on, Craig, like, like we're going off to a theme park. We're going to have a load of fun. And mm. I was all right. I think for about a day and a half. And then I started mm. to feel what he felt. And I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Maybe I shouldn't have been mm. so cocky about this, um, no. but that's you know that's why it's good. I mean, you you you're obviously away a bit longer um, than yeah. I am, so you know four or five days isn't too bad. You know, you you get through it, um, and we've got FaceTime and stuff like that. So it's not like I don't see. Oh yeah, yeah. At all, you know exactly that. You're still gonna miss them, but um, yeah. I've got. Um three little things just to say um i uh, had a um well i had a rip tour guide this year mm. uh, called gerari and this gentleman was absolutely the best guide i've ever had in all of my years of going to halloween horror night so that says wow. something i don't i've never ever said anything like that at all um and we <laughs> we were bantering with him and calling him Kevin Hart because he's a little, little black man, basically. And, um, he took it well. He, he said everyone calls him that. But I tell you what, he was like a frigging celebrity. Because everywhere we went, I'm not, I'm not kidding, everywhere we went, people were shouting his name out. People were high-fiving him. Every attendant in the, in the park knew him. And he said, oh, I've been off for two weeks. This is my first night at Halloween Horror Nights. I'm thinking, Christ. <laughs> You are a celebrity, my friend. <laughs> um, so I, I have to give him a shout out because he was brilliant. Honest to God, he was fantastic. So if you ever do have an RIP tour, whether it's a private one or a non-private one, definitely, definitely, definitely request that Gerari does your uh, tour because he is the best. And what was the tour like? Um... Well, they're the same every year. Just uh, yeah, but I mean, you, you rock up and um, you get to see you get to see the houses differently to how we're going to see the houses. So yeah, the lights on. You know, were there things that you didn't notice or? Um, I don't know really. Um, well, we we um, it was a dead night. It was really quiet that night that we went. So we probably didn't really need an RIP tour guide. Um, but, uh, I mean, the, the actual VIP area you go to upstairs in the entrance plaza bit um, was absolutely dead. There was no one there. Um, and in the food place at uh, La Bamba was just actually stocked with food. There was, there was nobody eating it. So I don't know 
if there was people there or not. I didn't see any other. Well, I, did I see, I saw a couple of non-exclusive RIP tours, but then they do have loads of different places they can stop all the way around the park, like different bars and places that they can um, sort of lounges and things. Um, so you get all of that with an RIP tour. Um, but when it's a private one, you just tell them what you want to do and then they do it basically within reason. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, I, so, Gerari, if you ever have one request to him, you, you won't go wrong with him. He's absolutely brilliant. Um, and I've been doing the RIP tour since they came out. So, that's, that's a pretty good recommendation. Mm. Um, and then the other two things I want to say one's, one's a bit embarrassing, really. So, I missed my original flight because it'd be at uh, Voldemort Airlines changed it. So I missed going to the media event and it kind of ruined my program. I'd had to readjust everything and I hadn't carefully done it enough, basically. So on the night that my RIP tour was booked, which was the Saturday, I turn up to the VIP area and, uh, there's a RIP tour guy. They wear them blue scrubs, um, medical scrubs, don't they? And uh, I said, oh, I'm here for my uh, tour. Uh, oh, yes, name. Sorry, Ripley. Oh, Mr. Ripley. Yeah, no, I've not got you down the list. I'm thinking, oh, my God. Could this, could this go any worse? <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean? So I said, well, I'm definitely booked. And she said, no, 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 no. Sorry. She said, have you got your confirmation email? So I get my confirmation email, look it up. And it's the next night that I'm booked. <laughs> so I said, oh, I've had a mistake here. She said, oh, yes, you probably have. It's actually tomorrow night. She's like, oh, I'm sure it is, sir. I'm sure it is. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fucking see you tomorrow night. <laughs> see, look, see, just look at it. Just look at it. Oh. I mean, that's so a little anyway, bit, that's like yeah. kind of what happened with Craig. Um, when him and Stuart went, they had tickets for the wrong day mm. and they'd gone and they were like insistent. And then when they like double checked, they, they realized they weren't valid for that night. So, yeah. I know it's, I mean, I've even heard people buying tickets online for the Hollywood one and turning up at Orlando and going, well, what does my ticket work? <laughs> um, I've heard, actually seen people in customer services, you know, screaming and shouting at them over that. Um, but, um, yeah, so that was completely my mistake. And then obviously I did go on the right night, which was the next night. I didn't pay to go in that night. I thought to myself, eh, if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. So I just, we went and got, um, I can't remember where we're at now. Um, we went and got dinner somewhere else, but I was staying at the Hard Rock Hotel. And this is the last thing I'm going to say about this. And you must be careful. Um, and we got a, um, rickshaw from the Hard Rock Hotel to the main gates. We've got those chaps up and down all night long. And on the way back, it was, this was the night where I thought I had booked, but I hadn't booked. And so I walked back to Hard Rock Hotel and I was with a group of guys. So it was even more embarrassing that we didn't have our own tour because I'd obviously booked everything. And we went back through security and then there was no rickshaws. So we walked from Hard Rock Hotel, uh, sorry, from Universal Gates to Hard Rock Hotel. It isn't a very long walk anyway. Um, about five minutes ish. And we got followed by this gentleman who I initially thought 
maybe he's like park security thinks we're being dodgy i don't know because disney has a lot of plain closed security cards all over the place um i don't know whether universal does but i know for sure that disney does and this guy he kept getting closer and closer and closer and i'm thinking this is getting very bizarre and then he's like really close to us like personal space close so then some of the guys i'm with start talking to him and then he sort of like backs off a little bit and then he starts joining in the conversation. Oh, are you staying here? Oh, no, no, I can't afford to stay here, he's saying. Oh, are you going to Halloween Horror Nights tonight? Oh, no, 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 no. Well, maybe tomorrow he's going like this. And he's sort of answering very, very strangely. Um, and then he started to brush up against us. And then one of my uh, friends I was with turned around and had a go at him. And then he um, didn't say anything. And then he saw a, a security guy on a bicycle come this way and then he ran off so i wonder if he was like a pickpocket or mm. something like that i mean he was i mean the guy must have been about in his 20s and he looked a little bit crazy but would you try and rob a group of men that are all in their 30s and 20s i mean i mean, I mean it's just crazy i've never had that before i've never seen any crime at universal before no, no. Um, I mean, we saw some crime when we were there last time, uh, but that was just because teenagers can't hold their alcohol. Oh, yeah. But um, the, yeah, it's, it's, it's an odd one because I've, you know, touch wood, I've never um, been the victim of pickpocketing. Mm. But I've, you know, I, you know, I go to Disneyland Paris a lot and that is apparently a huge problem. I think I'm always, I've always been quite savvy like that anyway. Like I've always been told, you know, have your wallet in your front pocket, know that you can always feel it. Um, mm. You know, I know I can feel if something's there or not. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know, I know some people like to have their wallet in their, in their back pocket. I've never liked that anyway. Um, mm. But I understand that, you know, people, it, it makes it easy for people to do that. Um I always just try and keep my wits about me. And I think what people do, especially of an evening, and especially when Halloween Horror Nights is on, is they know that that's the night or that's a time when people are going to be a bit intoxicated. Yeah. So it's probably quite easy, even though, yes, absolutely, any other time um, you think that's a ridiculous uh, group of people to attempt to do something like that with. I know. But what you'll probably find is is they do it or they think they'll, they'll do it because if you're a bit drunk, you're probably not paying attention. You're not paying attention. You know, and the no. other thing is with Universal, it's a little bit more public. Um, you've got public roads there and, and public sidewalks and things, whereas with mm. Orlando, with, uh, sorry, with Disney, you're in that little closed village, if you like, but we all think we're on this touristy bubble anyway, so we don't, necessarily all think that there's like if you walk down a street in london you're always a little bit cautious but you just need to have your guard and your wits about you wherever you go these days yeah i mean, and i think that probably helps me in that you know i used to work you know I work, i've worked in london for like 15 years or so give or take i've been going to london since i was about 12 on my own as mm, well really wow yeah, so, well, when I say alone, what I mean is without uh, adults. Yeah, yeah. I'd go with yeah. school friends or whatever. Yeah. Um, but so for those reasons, I've always 
you know, being quite savvy. And when you're in a, anywhere like London, you're going to be even more alert. So I mm. think because that's how my mindset is, like, you know, I, I will scope a situation. If I think where I'm going, um, I'm not that sure about that or something looks a bit dodgy. If I know mm. there's another way that I can go, I'll do it. Yeah. To avoid yeah. that, avoid being put in that situation. It's not, you know, you can't always, but that's no. me going, right, saying, I'm not sure about this. And if I am if I have to still do it, yeah, you know, I'll turn my music off or I'll take an earphone out or just make yeah. sure I'm fully alert. Um, but yeah, I didn't think of it like that really because, you know, we stayed at Cabana Bay last time. We're staying at Aventura this time. Yeah. Um, and we walked back. Yeah, uh, I have done. Yeah. You know, not even and yeah, I mean for for the most part you're kind of on universal property because you're walking, you know, down past the the lake um mm. and like where Portofino bays and stuff like that. But mm. yeah, it, there's probably nothing stopping people getting access there and you just No, no, nothing at all. About it, do you? No, so. I mean what a lot of people don't realize is right behind Universal Studios is uh, is a residential area. It's a bit like Disneyland. There's loads of houses back there. So it's within minutes, you're off property and down some sidewalk into a residential area. Mm. So keep your wits about you, people. That's that's mm. what Chris is saying. So Top tip. Well, I'm really glad that this really short episode of Universal After Dark has uh, has gone on for well over an hour. <laughs> oh well that's not too bad then <laughs> no it's still not as long as an amanda episode but it's no. i was like oh yeah we'll probably get half an hour out of this but oh, that's what happened you get us talking but you know for me i am now obviously I've, I've been looking forward to going myself but even more so hearing how much you've enjoyed this year's event because oh i've loved every minute of it and i'll tell you now nick you're gonna absolutely adore it just as much as I did, because there really is no misses this year. Everything is just so good. And, and it's trying to work out what I'm bringing back with me as well. That's the other thing. <sighs> I tell you what, that um, tribute store this year is much larger. Okay. Um, and the merch is everywhere this year. Um, so I, I bought um, the, uh, I might do a little video on YouTube of what I bought, but I bought, the, they've got like a fake VHS case with the socks. Yep. Yeah, I've got that. That looks pretty, pretty neat. Um, and I bought the mug this year. I don't often buy the mug. Um, but yeah, there's just loads of stuff this year. Some really good stuff. I, I, w- I want the glasses, but I'm a little annoyed that they've whacked, whacked them up 50%. Are they? Yeah. Oh, wow. They were $10 and now they're $15. Oh, right, right. Those glasses. Mm. So I think that's a bit cheeky. But I'm still probably going to buy them all anyway, so because <laughs> they are, I do, that's that I like the style of that. But uh, yeah, I think at least one t-shirt, possibly a hoodie, if not a second t-shirt, and those glasses at a minimum, I'm going to come back with. So yeah, <laughs> normally they used to do one t-shirt, that was it, and then they yeah. used to do one t-shirt plus a Bill and Ted t-shirt, and then that was it. I think there's about four or five this year. Well, I'm pretty sure when I got my 20 T-shirt, there was just two. Maybe, yeah. maybe there was a third one. I, I remember there being an event poster T-shirt, and I bought the Bill and Ted T-shirt that year. Hmm. Um, but 
yeah, like now there seems to be quite a few, and obviously the print your own ones as well. Oh yeah. So yeah. there's actually a lot of choice. So yes, that will be that will be interesting. I saw um, I didn't actually. I should send this to Amanda on that machine that does that. It has like a rolling photo when it's not in use. Mm. And there was one with a guy with a zombie on his shirt, and it said "dead good." I thought oh, I'll take a picture of that. Send it to Amanda. She can get that put on a little shirt for her. <laughs> Because she says dead good and dead boss and all that. She does. She does. <laughs> um, so I, I, we're going to talk on another episode now about uh, the other parts of your Orlando trip because mm-hmm. you know, it's great to do Universal, but this year I am doing something that you've done already. So I want to hear about all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but thank you very much for uh, coming on to this episode of Universal After Dark. Uh, for those that have had to listen to my voice for the last hour and a bit um, and wish it was Amanda's, don't worry, she'll be back for the next episode. <laughs> um, and also, we will all be there. Unfortunately, you won't be there. Maybe we can get a, a cardboard cut out of you to take along or something. Um, but, have to uh, FaceTime with you. Yes, yes. Let's <laughs> see if we can make that work. Um but yes, so uh, you know, you'll be able to see Amanda and myself and everyone else except Chris um, on the twenty seventh. So if you're in Universal that day, come and find us. Details in the group. But thank you, dear listener, for downloading. Uh, thank you, Chris, for joining me, and we will see you with another Universal Last Dark very soon. Happy nightmares. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.